Welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's AKA Radio Red. (laughs) Radio Red in the house. I want to do a shout out to my listeners around the world. I don't know who you are, where you are, but I know you're listening because I see the numbers and I want you to know it is a period of pure joy for me this hour, uh, live on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and live streaming on Facebook to talk to creatives. I have three, calling them purposeful creatives today because they all have a mission. They all have a goal. They're all very successful at what they do. But I just want you all to know that no matter what happens in life, and there's a lot of difficult stuff going on, I have just pure joy doing this show, and I hope that I convey that to my listeners and our viewers. I just want to say that. So it's September 19th. Where is the year going? Thank goodness. We're all here to talk about how fast the year is going. It is the 206, Monica, like that. It's the 262nd day of the Gregorian calendar of 2022. I always do a shout out to Greg, Gregory, Greggy. Grego, whatever his mommy called him, your son's calendar is still being used. Mazel tov to that. There's 103 days left in 2022. It's the 38th Monday and nobody cares about that except me. But the reason I tell you there's 103 days left is because if you're planning to celebrate big time on December 31st and you want to make homemade Kahlua and you've got a sink in the garage, now is the time to go put that together or the refrigerator. If you want to go get some real hardcore whiskey... Mary's liking. Mary has this hat that's phenomenal. (laughs) Listen, Mary, if you want to make some, use the still, you know, prohibition, the still. I'm not nothing about how old any of us are, but some people probably have a still in the backyard or in the garage somewhere. Go start your whiskey now so it really is seasoned by December 31st. If you're just going to be buying something wonderful, exotic online, the shelves on the online wine and liquor stores will be empty soon because everybody's going to be thankful we made it through another year. So get something ready for New Year's Eve. Ladies, I have a quick homework assignment for you. We're going to do it right now on the count of three. If you've listened to the show, you know, you're going to join, Mary knows, you're going to join me in saying hello, L, 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 and I'll explain after. So here we go on the count of three. One, two, three. Hello, L, L, L. Josh, I think that was the best. I say that every week, but I mean it. These They just outdid themselves. LLL is lovely, lanky Laura Legs, our most loyal listener. And I guarantee you, ladies, she listens every Monday. And at 8.01 p.m. Eastern, I will receive an email from Laura. And she will tell me a quick synopsis of everything each of you said, what creativity means to you, what it's what you stand for, who you are, what your favorite quotes are. She will do, she does that, and she tells me how much she enjoys the show every Monday night at 8.01 p.m. And if we're still talking after the show, I'll read you. So Laura, no, no pressure, but I'm gonna read it to them. So here we are. I have three wonderful ladies with me. Let me tell you who they are. Ladies, just raise your hand and wave when I call your name, and then we're gonna get your bios in just a couple of minutes. So Mary Mitchell is here. Mary, I met you at the summit, publicity summit a couple months ago. You absolutely had me when you said you had a degree in sawmill management. And then you told me you taught metaphysics. Then you told me you were ordained. Then you told me you have a prison ministry and you're the author of seven books and you have your own radio show. I didn't, (laughs) I couldn't say fast enough, Mary, would you like to come on my show? And you said, yes. So you're here, Mary, just wave hello to everybody. 
If you're listening to us on Voice America Empowerment, Mary has the most gorgeous, I've got a whole collection of hats here, but nothing like that. It's red. It looks like it's, uh, what's the, the fabric? What's the material? It's, it's like, like straw. Like straw. It's got yeah. a brim that curves up and a lot of red and purple flowers and feathers on the brim. G- gorgeous. Thank you, Mary. Looking forward to having you here. Vicki Lemaire is with us. She spells her last name L-E-M-E-R-E. Vicki is the author of Saving Face. She was a model from the age of 15. Uh huh. She's an actress. She's a singer. She's a comedian. She's a jewelry designer and a manufacturer, has her own jewelry line. She became a Buddhist at the age of 38. We don't ask a lady how old she is now, but Vicki launched her book recently and she made number one on Amazon in six categories. Vicki, wave hello. Congratulations. Oh. That is wonderful news. Vicki, I'm, I'm very happy for you. And then we have Monica Bryant. Monica, am I using your middle name? Are we just, okay, Monica. Oh no, or just Monica Bryant. And she has ESQ Esquire after her name. She's a cancer rights attorney and the wow. author of the only book on cancer rights law. Very important. Dedicated to improving access to quality information on healthcare related issues. Monica, I'm so happy to have you here. And you also caught my attention at the summit a couple months ago. A lot of creativity in what you do. And people say, oh, I'm not a singer. I'm not a dancer. Well, I'm not like Vicky. You know, people say, I'm not like Vicky. I don't do that. And I'm not like Monica. Uh, I'm not like Mary with the, with the fabulous hat. I just live my life. Well, we're all creating our lives, aren't we, ladies? There's no script. I, I don't remember getting a script when I was born or, or at 10 or 12 or 20. We're all making it up as we go along. And that's where the creativity comes in to me. We're all creating a life. Question is, how do we do it? What do we do with it? How do we share it with others? Do we have a good time? We're going to have a good time here on the show. So let's go around the table now. I'm going to ask you each to introduce yourselves at great risk of freezing. I'm going to put Mary Mitchell on speaker view first. Mary, take about three minutes. Fill in the blanks. I gave just a teeny tiny bit of your bio, which is extensive. So tell us a little more about what you do. And I want to know about your books too. Mary, welcome. Thank you very much. You know, I, I, uh, I've been thinking about this for weeks and when I was 10, my father died and my mother raised two teenagers in the fifties. It wasn't easy. And she was so darn positive. She was so positive about everything, no matter how hard it was. And when I was about 16, I found the book, The Power of Positive Thinking, Norman Vincent Peale. And I read that and I said, that's my mother. <laughs> and so I said, if she can do it, I can do it. And so I've used that throughout my whole career went to uh, Ohio State University to get this degree in sawmill management because I love the timber industry. Got hired in the pulp and paper industry, then in the timber industry, then in the wood fire power industry. And all along, that one thing made me very successful. In fact, when I was working for the pulp and paper mills, they were so happy, they named a tugboat after me. And I just <laughs> love that. I just love that. It just tickled me. I mean, Mary, don't step on the don't step on the laugh because we're we're laughing because it's 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 so amazing. <laughs> so, <laughs> Mary, they named a tugboat. Is it the the Mary Mitchell? Is that what it was called? No, my last name was Schroeder at the time. It's called the Mary S. There were well, three women in the uh, pulp mill named Mary. So we always went by our last initial. Go ahead. Continue. Anyway, so um, working in that industry for so long, I had at one time to hire a, a log buyer. And I thought he was going to be good, and, and he wasn't. And so I sat down and wrote down all the things I learned about negotiation. 
And it was so simple. And I called it the plain vanilla approach to negotiation. So that was the other thing I was pitching at the summit, because when you go to talk to someone who um, doesn't care about prison ministry, which is important to me, mm -hmm. uh, that seemed to catch fire. So I'm good at negotiation and um, I love writing. I just can't write enough. And I'm just really happy to be here with you because you are on fire. <laughs> I, I was glad the sun was shining so hard on my head. I had to get this hat. <laughs> well, I love that. And I asked you point blank if you just came from Westminster Abbey from the Queen's <laughs> funeral. But your hat wouldn't have been red out of disrespect. It would have been black. And the well, you know, there's a group called the Red Hat, the Red Hat Women, and, and we have one in our local community. So this is what I wear to the luncheons. Well, I think that's a fabulous hat. I should I, I should start wearing hats on the show, but the red hair, you know, this is this is very expensive. So I'd rather show the hair for now. <laughs> okay, but I do have a beautiful red velour slash velvet hat I bought in Paris in 19. Yeah. Never mind. Thank you, Mary, very much. Let's go around the table. Vicki Lemaire, happy to have you. Let's put you on speaker view as an experiment. And let's find out more about you. Vicki, welcome. Hi, it's so nice to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Red. Um, I don't know if that's what you'd like to be called, but anyway. yes, I do. Yes, I do. Um, Red hot lips, whatever. <laughs> so uh, um, I'm a, I was born in Canada. I'm a French Canadian girl. And um, I was a model from 15 to 30. Um, and during that period, I managed to have two children, actually three. I actually had my third one um, at 25. So um, I started very young. I was 16 when I had my first child. And unfortunately, um, I grew up in an abusive uh, home. Um, so, you know, when you grow up in an abusive home, you don't know you're in a dysfunctional family because you think it's normal. You know, my father was an alcoholic and he liked to slap us around and beat up my mother. And, you know, that's the way I grew up. So, of course, the guy I fell in love with at 16 was an abusive guy. And so the kind of this, you know, pattern repeated itself in my life. So even though I was um, nice looking and you know, people would tell me, you're really cute. I would just, I think, oh, they don't really know because I had so much pain in me that I, I could not see what they were seeing. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I just uh, managed in my life. Um, I was, you know, looking for an answer to become happy. Um, so not only to look good, which I always tried to do and worked on finding beauty tips along the way. But I managed at 38 to, to uh, become a Buddhist and it turned my life around because um, I was always blaming everybody else. But when I took responsibility for my life, everything turned around. So um, that, that's kind of my story. And my book is about, uh, which um, I think I can tell you about later, is about not only being happy, but looking good along the way. So mm -hmm. I have lots of things to share. Tell me about, we just froze. I'm talking and we're on gallery view. It's fine. Tell me, Vicki, briefly, jewelry business. How did you get involved? What's that all about? Well, you know, it's it, it's about the creative thing, right? I mean, um, my mother, when I was a little girl, she said, you're not artistic. You can't draw. So that really cramped my style for a while because I, I think I related creativity to drawing. And, you know, but but then, of course, she couldn't hold me back because I started writing poetry, um, songs, mm -hmm. movies, screenplays, um, 
and then I started doing a stand-up comedy um, and, you know, um, I'm an actress and a singer. And so anyway, I started my jewelry business 37 years ago and I call it my sugar daddy and it pays the mortgage and the rent when nothing else has happened. <laughs> That's wonderful. We'll, we'll talk more about that later. It's, it's interesting. I've had several people I've met at the summit who have been jewelry designers and it always intrigues me. Uh, we're designing our lives, but I, I get a kick out of people who actually design and manufacture something. So thank you, Vicki. Monica Bryant, it's your turn. Monica, we didn't put the ESQ after your name. Do you want me to add that? Are you okay? I, I'm perfectly fine. Thank okay. you. Okay. I, I, well, I, I like to acknowledge advanced degrees, and, and my family has a lot of them. Not me, but my family. So I appreciate that. Monica Bryant, please introduce yourself. Tell us about your story. Go ahead. Welcome. Well, as you shared earlier, I am a cancer rights attorney. I'm also a wife, a mom, a problem solver. Um, about 10 years ago, I co-founded a nonprofit with my sister uh, to try to help people. Because I think that it is our responsibility as humans to try to make the world a better place. And we all have to find our way to do that. It's not going to be the same from person to person. And my way happens to be teaching. So I get to teach people uh, about really complex topics at a time when life isn't great. And they're maybe stressed or scared or anxious. Um, And so... You know, I wouldn't necessarily have thought of myself as a creative person until you and I met. Uh, and I actually tried to beg off at the summit um, and you wouldn't let me. And so I had to give some thought into, okay, well, am I actually creative? Um, and all of that sort of thinking and brainstorming led me to realize that the way I'm creative is that I'm a problem solver. And I have gotten really good at that, both professionally and personally. Um, I don't think you can be a mom without being a very good problem solver, as I've learned over my short time being a parent. Uh, And so I'm just delighted to be here and looking forward to the conversation. Thank you. Monica, you brought up something that another guest a couple months ago told me he had never thought of himself as a creative until he met me at the summit and started thinking about it. I guess I have that effect on people. (laughs) That's that's a new one to me. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate that very much. Ladies, it's time to go over the opening quotes you all sent me. I appreciate it uh, for listeners, for viewers. Somebody's got a popping in their microphone. I'm hearing a lot of clicking and popping. I don't know what it is. Anyway, uh, I've asked you all to send me a quote from a movie or a TV fictional character or a song lyric that has nothing to do with our topic, creativity, and you're going to relate it to that. So Mary Mitchell, turns out that you sent me a quote from a character played by Clint Eastwood, the character Sergeant Nick Pulowski. And the movie, turns out it was The Rookie, Mary. You sent me a different movie, but I did my homework. It was The Rookie, 1990 American buddy cop action film. They like to put genres together. It's okay. It's uh, directed by Clint Eastwood, of course. Blah, 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 blah. Screenplay. I'm looking. It starred Charlie Sheen. Oh, my. Clint Eastwood. Roald Julia. Oh, my. Sonia Braga. Laura Flynn Boyle. And Tom Skerritt. What a cast. Eastwood plays a veteran police officer teamed up with a younger detective, David Ackerman, played by Charlie Sheen, who was the rookie to take down a German crime lord in downtown L.A. after months investigating an exotic car theft ring. Sounds like it could have happened in my neighborhood. No, somebody posted that uh, next door. They posted that there's people in hoodies going around stealing cars right out of driveways. Not right here, but close enough. Here 
is the quote Mary picked. I love the quote. Can't wait to hear what it is all about. Mary picked this quote. If you want a guarantee, buy a toaster. Mary, that topped all I got to tell you. What does that have to do with creativity? Go ahead, Mary Mitchell. Oh, it has everything to do with a writer who wants to be noticed, who wants to be published. And you send out all these letters and you send all of this out and you have no guarantees. And that just hit me. If I want a guarantee, <laughs> buy a toaster. <laughs> this, this reminds me, Mary, of when it used to be if you opened a bank account, they gave you a toaster. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> this was before neobanks, where the, the new style banks, and before you could get up an ATM in a supermarket, and before you could bank anywhere, and it had to be a bank on a corner. Very, very interesting. Mary, anything else you want to say about that? Talk to me about, did you see the movie, actually? Oh, yes. You know, I've seen everything from Clint Eastwood, and he's got so many quotes. And I just love that one, because as a writer, I said, you know, I do it for me. I yep. have to do it for me. Well, we're going to get you that toaster, Mary. You just stand by. Okay. (laughs) No more toasters, please. Let's go to the quote. Vicky has sent me a quote from Wanda, a fish called Wanda, of course, played by Jamie Lee Curtis, to Otto, played by Kevin Kline, two very iconic actors. 1988 British-American heist comedy film. Uh, It was the seventh highest grossing film of 1988, Vicki. I don't know if you know that. It got three nominations at the 61st Academy Award, Best Director, Best Original Screenplay, and Kevin Kline won for Best Supporting Actor. The British Film Institute's 39th greatest British film of 20th century. This was the 39th on the list, and there was a sequel in 1997. Here is the quote from Jamie Lee Curtis as Wanda. Calling you stupid would be an insult to stupid people. Vicki... That was a good one. Vicki, what does this have to do with creativity? Help us out. You know, I just, I love making people laugh myself. And that quote, I love this movie because um, Kevin Klein played a real doofus, you know. I think he was climbing up to her window and fell off. And, and it, it's just, um, when she said that, calling calling you stupid is an insult to stupid people. I just, it's like I couldn't stop laughing so um, because I like to make people laugh, and I started when I was a child singing for my relatives around two or three, and um, one of the songs I sang, which I heard on the radio, was um, Why Didn't You Tell Me You Were Going to Shanghai? Now, that really dates me. But <laughs> Can you, hum, can you hum a few bars? I don't know the song. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me you were going to Shanghai? And I, used, and I sang, It's Just the Liver's Device. And the, and the words is lover's device, but it, for my young ears on the radio, I thought it was liver. So when I said liver's device, everybody was on the floor laughing, you know. So I just, I just uh, kind of, and then they would give me quarters. So, you know, that's how I uh, got rewarded for doing stand-up comedy. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I just, this quote was funny to me, not to insult um stupid people, but, you know. And how yeah, would you relate that to create the line itself is a creative line. Anything you want to say about relating it to our topic of creativity? Well, I, I just think that being funny is creative. It's very hard to get up and be funny. You know, oh, yeah. it, it's, it looks easy, but um, stand up comedy, it, they, that's what they say, you know, uh, stand up comedy is harder than dying. <laughs> <laughs> Because if you die, if you if you die, like when you say I killed it on stage, they use that expression. But actually, uh, it's because uh, if you kill, it's good. But if you die, it's not. 
<laughs> I, I did stand up for years, Vicki. I had my own troupe under a different name and I did it on Long Island and we got kicked out of several bookstores where the first name begins with B, blank, 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 apostrophe S, because people were not buying the coffee and the cake and all the goodies in the uh, in the bakery or in the ca cafe because they were coming to my shows. And one of my comedians at one of these places, I did a whole round of them, New York, New Jersey, I got paid in cash, my partner and I, and I got gift certificates that I gave to my comics, Mary, so they could go around the store and shop for, for books and CDs and magazines, whatever they wanted. So everybody got something, you know, because nobody, we weren't doing it on a, at the professional circuit. We were doing it at the, at the hobby circuit. So one of my comedians used the word virgin in one of her routines. And there was a very mother in the crowd who had bought her seven-year-old to Borders and came into the cafe to see what was going on with the comedy. She complained to the manager. The manager told me I would never be allowed back. <laughs> so I went to another bookstore out farther out on Long Island and they said, you've been blackballed. <laughs> so I made my comedians give me a list if there were any words <laughs> that might be offensive. And we had to tell them, we had to swear to the manager, we would not use any bad language. But that was, I know, Mary, that was considered, <laughs> yeah, no, don't, don't even ask. Anyway, it was, it was a blast. We, we did one show on Memorial Day at a store, bookstore in uh, Long Island, New York. They advertise it in Newsday, the newspaper on Long Island. I think over 200 people showed up. They came with picnic chairs, with beach chairs. They almost stormed the store. It took over this huge store. And we had a blast. We were on risers and we had a, a, a karaoke system for a microphone. I had 10 comics with me. We had a blast. Anyway, Vicki, I know what it's like to kill. I know what it's like to die on stage. And I could tell you stories that would just <laughs> turn my red hair the color of yours. But we'll leave. Go ahead, Vicki. I, I can see that little girl pulling on her mother's dress going, Mommy, what's a virgin? <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. It was a boy. That yeah. was even, it was a boy. It was even worse. Let's go to Monica. Monica, you have sent a quote from Elastigirl, fictional superhero voiced by Holly Hunter. What a great voice she has. The Incredibles 2004 and 2018 animated superhero films from Pixar. Helen Parr, nay Truax, a.k.a. Elastigirl, and Mrs. Incredible, she's got a lot of names, appears in The Incredibles and its sequel, voiced by Holly Hunter. She possesses superhuman elasticity. I think anybody who's a mom, Monica, is elastic in your personality because you, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, to stretch any part of her body to great proportion, she, I didn't mean that for the act of giving birth. I'm sorry, that really didn't come out right. <laughs> Helen debuts in the first film as an accomplished superheroine forced into retirement after her family, with her family after the superpowers, were banned by law. And Helen was conceived as a modern mom who has to stretch in hundreds of different ways every day. That was the character. Here's the quote. Girls, come on. Leave the saving of the world to the men? I don't think so. <laughs> Monica, how'd you find this one? I love it. Go ahead. Well, remember, I have two small kids, so I spend a lot of time watching animated movies these days. Uh, but I honestly felt like what she was saying was so um, Im impactful for moms everywhere. Because to your point, uh, moms have to wear all sorts of different hats. And we constantly have to be adjusting and shifting. And it's not just about our needs. It's about the whole family's needs. And then the individual members needs. 
so that was part of it that I just, it really resonated with me that in order to be a really good mom, you do have to be creative in how you serve everybody in the family. But it also really spoke to me because I not only chose to go into a male dominated field as a lawyer and then started a business, even though, yes, it's a nonprofit, it's still a business, which is not all that common for women to do, two women together, especially. But also my hobby is a very male-oriented hobby. And so what I do when I'm not momming or lawyering is (laughs) I woodwork. Well, meet Mary Mitchell. Oh, my God. I didn't plan for the two of you to be on the show together. What Tell us about your woodworking, Monica Bryant. Go ahead. So I've always really loved fixing things and building things and coming up with solutions to problems. And it usually related to my 100-year-old house and storage solutions. Uh, and in the middle of the pandemic, I really realized, like, hey, I don't have to rely on what you know Ikea thinks that my bookshelf should look like. I can actually just go get the wood and make the bookshelf or make the built-in cubbies for my kids' jackets. And so in the middle of the pandemic, I went out and bought my first saw and have been building things for the last two years. That's exciting. Go, Monica. Mary, you want to respond to that? It's time, right? You know, there's nothing like a beautiful piece of wood, (laughs) no matter what it is. Oak, walnut, the smell, the texture. Oh my gosh, it just warms your heart when you're around a wood desk, a wood wall. Oh yeah. It's very Very, true. And there's something to be said for taking a flat piece of wood and then turning it into something. Mm -hmm. Um, That's really where I find sort of the reward in that. And Mm -hmm. Vicki designs jewelry. Vicki, you use metals or what do you use? I have to tell you my wood story though. When the year I converted to Judaism, the, I asked the rabbi if I could have a Hanukkah bush, and he said, there's no such thing. And I said, well, um, okay. So I went and got wood, and I made two triangles and put them together and made a Star of David, covered it with tinfoil, put blue lights on it. So that was uh, my first wood project. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I love jewelry. it. But talk to me about jewelry. What, what kinds of metals yeah. uh, what kind of, do you use? I use pot metals. You know, mostly they're gold-plated and silver-plated. So I use all um, not, and my stones are all Swarovski crystals. So they look beautiful. They look like diamonds or emeralds and, uh, you know, they look uh, beautiful. And so I copied a lot of my uh, original designs from antique pieces, like antique buttons. And I made sweater pins like Michael Jackson, you know, the big pins. That's how I started the the business. And then um, it was amazing to me because my mother telling me I wasn't, artistic I was designing things having so much fun that I was sitting up till two in the morning and I would look at the clock and go oh my god so so when you're creating it the t- there is no time there's no time limit it, it just goes on and on and on a- and Monica you're creative because you made those wood things so, so you didn't see that side of your creativity so anyway I've been fortunate to sell to all the major part department stores um, um, I had seven Saks Fifth Avenue stores at one time. Um, I had Macy's, Bullock's, um, iMag, and Nordstrom's. Um, oh, my. The who's who of department stores. The who's who of retail. And, and I was like the one-man band because I didn't want other people. They would get glue on the stones. They would ruin it. So I would, like, 
do have to do everything myself. So that stopped me from growing as a business. <laughs> but I've been able to continue it to this day, and, and now it's more of an, um, an import-export, uh, uh, not export, but um, I buy things and sell them. So. Very, very nice. Very interesting. I'm, I'm in the process of getting ready to move. I have 12 days to vacate this house, and I didn't realize how much I brought with me from my home and my mom's, my late mom's in New York when I moved here to, to North Carolina. And I'm going through jewelry, and I was collecting a lot of vintage pieces, Vicki and Monica and Mary, from eBay. I was buying boxes of jewelry. We, it was just said, bid on this lot. The lot could have 10 to 100 pieces, and I'd pay something like $35, $40, bid on it. It would come come to me, and, and sometimes the people actually, Vicki, wrapped every piece in either gift wrap or, or a little bit of uh, bubble wrap. It would take me an hour to unpack the box. And I have a collection of pins, like you were saying, the big pins that Michael Jack. I have a collection of pins here. I must have gone through a thousand pieces of jewelry in the past two days trying to figure out how to transport it to my new home safely. And, and you know what I discovered? I saved a bunch of Cool Whip containers. I don't know why. And I stacked them up in my pantry here and I took them out. Mary, you won't believe this. Yesterday, and I put them on a chair next to the bed where I'm putting the jewelry out. And I said, what am I going to do with these? Some is my mother's, but mostly mine, these fabulous necklaces and bracelets. And I don't want to crush them and I don't want to put them in a box and have them jumble all over. So I'm putting them in a Cool Whip all cleaned out, a Cool Whip container with a little bit of tissue paper in between the fragile ones, just enough that will fit gently in the Cool Whip container, putting the cover on it, the lid, and I'm going to tape it on the sides. And then I can put these in a box and they will not tumble. They will not tangle. So I think that, I think that's creativity. <laughs> cool, cool Very whip. creative. But also really creative. Look, at the backs, um, if, uh, look at the backs of your pin. If you have Kramer, Weiss, um, yep. Rosenberg, those names are really, those there may are good be. pieces. There may be. I learned I learned eBay from I had a young lady on my radio show many years ago when I was on WGBB AM in New York and she was her name was Lynn Drolly D R A L L E she called herself the queen of eBay auctions and I met her at the summit ladies wow. and I invited her on and the night it was a one person interview I took so many notes while I was talking to her and she sent me her book and I started selling on eBay and eventually I was telling Mary this I was teaching eBay at Great Neck Adult Education, to uh, we had a room with a lab with six computers, six PCs, and people signed up. They were lawyers, they were doctors, they were what we used to call housewives. Oh, I've got a bag full of this, and I've got purses, and I've got you. And I taught them in a very storytelling way how to be a seller on eBay, which was interesting. And I used to go to the, I was in between jobs. I used to go to the post office with a stack of 10 boxes I was I was going to ship. And there was a man named Marty, I remember, with a mustache at the Great Neck Post Office. And he'd say, here she comes again. His wife was selling on eBay. And he said, I know exactly what you're going through. Mm -hmm. And I'd come in with 10 packages. And it, it was, a, he said, let me, everybody said, let me take care of her. And he took care of me and made sure everything was post postmark the right way. Anyway, it was a blast. So yes, yes, yes. You made me think of my jewelry. Let's, you know what I want to do, ladies? I want to go to, we have plenty of time left. I want to go to your creativity statements. You all sent me four statements and in your conversation already, you've covered a lot of what you sent me, but I'm looking for some interesting ones you haven't touched yet. So Mary, because this was long, I put it in the chat for you, but I will read the others. So Mary Mitchell, here we go. You say, when a juicy idea shows up, my mind races with all the things I have to do and an action plan starts to form with the tasks to make it successful. If the plan is totally out of proportion to the time available, 
I bless it and let it go. Grateful for knowing my limits. Mary Mitchell, I have never heard this approach before in all mm. of my guests. And Joe, so why don't you take a couple minutes and tell us how this works for you, please. Go ahead, Mary. Well, I had a wonderful minister years ago, and she was extremely creative. I mean, she had more ideas than the day was long. And she said, I finally had to learn an idea comes by. Oh, and it's real exciting. And I say, thank you and let it go. <laughs> if you just don't have time in your life for it. It's okay to thank it for coming and then just let it go. Because I have ideas running through almost like a freight train. And then I have to pick and choose and go, this one, I'm going to take this one means I have to do X, Y, Z, A, B, C. And it's not going to fit my time schedule, that type of thing. So it's important to really pick it apart and see, is it just my ego wanting to do something or is it my soul calling me to do something? Big difference. Isn't that interesting? That goes back to what they've been telling women for years in the workplace. Learn when to say no. Right, right. That's hard, isn't it, Monica? Very hard. I'm like, my mind is blown. And I'm like, Mary, can we chat after? Because I need some <laughs> lessons on yes. how to let go and say thank yes. you and let it go by. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> thank you for the great idea. That's like they, they've taught for years when you're a speaker in any kind of a platform. Oh, my light went out. Hold on, ladies. Here we go. Oh, come on. I've had this lamp since I was 12 years old. Stay lit. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> this is this is reality radio. What can I tell you? What was I talking about? Where, where, where was <laughs> have no idea. Okay. Those let's creative read. ideas coming by. Those creative ideas. Oh, yes. Um, when people say to you, you know, this would be a good idea. Oh, what you tell speakers is if somebody asks a question from the audience that you don't know the answer for, you don't say, what a stupid question or how dare you. You simply say, what a great question. I'll get back to you with the answer. There and you go. There you go. And that's, an, that's deflecting, right, Mary? That's deflecting the answer to a later time where you you're very happy you've received it, but yes. And there's that volunteer spirit nurturing, right? Where mommies, we nurture. Oh, I, they asked me, I must be the best one for the job. I'm so flattered. I have to do it. No, you don't. No, you don't. It's okay. Yeah. We don't have to bend and stretch. We don't have to be Elastigirl, Monica. See that quote came in so beautifully. That's how the show works. It just, it just all, all, you know, it just happens. Okay, let's go to Vicki. I'm looking at your statement number one. I put it in the chat for you. I'll read it. You say, I read in a book many years ago that we have seven basic human needs. One is the need to be creative. I was surprised and delighted because I have always felt that need. Vicki, talk to me about that. Yeah, it was just so nice after, you know, my mother kind of curtailing my creativity that, um, you know, I just wanted to, I love writing and I, I started writing uh, poetry and songs and, and, you know, and then of course um, doing stand-up comedy, I was writing all my own comedy. And, and then I wrote a one woman show um, where I sing and dance and do comedy. And, and so, um, and then through the years, um, the making jewelry just, it just blew my mind because I never thought I was artistic because of my mother, and, but there's so many different ways to be artistic and creative. It's not just about, making something it's like what monica was saying creating business uh helping people in business and um woodworking i mean come on <laughs> that's great and so i just i think creativity is is such a wide span you know there's just so many ways um yesterday we have a buddhist get together once a month and we we explain our practice to people and so i had 
wrote a rap song to explain the practice. And, and it was just, you know, it was so creative and people, and I got a metrodome. So I had a beat going in the background and it was just, it turned out to be so fabulous and everybody loved it because they were used to the old fashioned, you know, by wrote, this is what we do, da, 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 you know, and it was boring. So I tried to make it a little fun and um, yeah, so there's just so many ways to be creative and um, I'm just happy that I can allow my creativity to come out. And share it. And share it. That's what the joy is in sharing it. I started painting about two years ago. I have how many? I have 200 paintings here in my house. And the problem was about 75 of them were all over my house. And when I got ready to sell, my realtor said, ah, 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 (laughs) paintings go away. And the red feature wall in the living room, no, 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 no. $1,300 $1,300 later, painter, power washing, pictures got put in the pantry, in the closet, in the dressing room. I have them stacked up all sizes and I have another 12 canvases, but I started painting in. If you look at what's behind me here, not the caricature that was done by an agency, but this is one of my early watercolors. The lips were painted on by the artist at Voice America, but you'll see jewelry. This was my my thoughts of a watercolor of buildings, of a city, and you can see the verticals with the gold, those are the windows and doors, but I found I had a lot of one-off earrings that didn't have a match from all my various moves. So I stuck the pierced earrings, stuck it through the canvas. Those are attached on the back with with a pierced earring clip in the back. Yes, that that's real. That's a paint one of my early paintings. And I switched. I moved on to acrylic paint pouring. And if you don't know what that is, look it up. Things appear when you tilt the canvas and the multiple layers of paint are finding where they want to be. Elephants appear and dancers on a Broadway stage appear and golfers at a nighttime golf course appear. Oh my goodness. And things come out of that paint and they start talking to me, you know, hello, I'm on three elephants walking across the forest. Thanks for putting us here, Red. It, It was amazing. Anyway, creativity is wonderful. Monica, let's go to your statement number four. I put it in the chat for you, but I'm going to read it. You say, as a working mom and leader of a nonprofit, I'm frequently pulled in multiple directions. Here's the keyword simultaneously. I could be talking with someone about life and death matters. Hang up the phone, be asked to search for that. This is what I want to talk about. That one dinosaur my son needs immediately. Monica, <laughs> give us a little background. I wanted the dino mom. Go ahead. <laughs> well, and Smaller children, they have needs, and sometimes they don't always make sense to us as adults. So, you know, he will come to me and say, you know, I can't find the Apatosaurus. And I'll say, okay, but you have a whole bin of other dinosaurs. Like, can't any of them solve the problem? Nope. And he will have incredibly logical, well-thought-out reasons for why he needs the Apatosaurus. Whether it's the ecosystem that he's building can't have a T-Rex and has to have this, and so... Well, the solution is we're going to reward that logical thinking and we're going to find the Apatosaurus. And mom helps. That's that's fascinating. Do you know that I had Dino Diane on the show last week? Oh, great. DJ Kristoff from The Summit was on. I think it was last week. And she was actually digging for dinosaur bones. She went on some ecological digs and or archaeological or whatever kind of digs they were. And she's been in caves and, and you know, on her stomach in a 30 foot, 30 inch tall cave uh, spelunking around the world. But she calls herself Dino Diane because she, she yeah. anyway, I, I thought, 
the synchronicity is a little bit interesting here. You could have been on the same show with Dino Diane, but you're not. Ladies, thank you for the creativity statements. And as I said, you've covered a lot of what was in your other statements already in the conversation. So we're not going to read those, but I have some, it's time. We have some famous birthdays today. If you know any of these people, just do a shout out or just stop me or just wave your hands. I think these are in date order and I only have people who are alive. Okay. All right. Then I have this day in history. Sometimes I do an in memoriam. There are some very interesting people. And then I have some holidays, which are crazy. And then I have holidays that include this week. So let's get going here. David McCallum. I didn't know he was Scottish. Actor, musician. I didn't know he's a musician. He played secret agent Ilya Kuryakin in the TV series, The Man From U-N-C-L-E, spells uncle. And he's my favorite role he has is Dr. Ducky Mallard in NCIS. Anybody a big fan of David McCallum? I am. Just he, he still does guest star dropping into the lab once in a while on NCIS. He's wonderful. Then we have Freda or Frida. I don't know how she pronounces it. Payne, American singer and actress. She was in Band of Gold. I think that's the title of a song. I don't think it was a band. Happy birthday, Frida. Jeremy Irons. Everybody's heard of him. English actor, the man in the Iron Mask and Elizabeth One. I wonder if he was in Elizabeth too. And we have Twiggy. Who remembers Twiggy? Vicky, you have to remember oh, yes. Twiggy. Monica, Mary, yes. Twiggy, the English model, actress, and singer. She was famous because she was English and because she was very twig-like, right? That was the <laughs> rage back then, is you had to be It was shocking. <laughs> You had to be straight up and down to be popular model in those days. Yes, I know. It's like, oh, how gosh. could she even talk and walk? Joan London was born today in 1950, L-U-N-D-E-N, American journalist, author of only eight books. What is holding that woman back? She was the co-host of ABC's Good Morning America for many, many years. Yeah. Then we have Trisha Yearwood. Everybody's heard of Trisha. Happy birthday, singer, songwriter, and actress. And the song they put in her bio is She's in Love with the Boy. Okay. And then we have Monica Crowley, American talk show host and author. And the last one, everybody knows, happy birthday to Jimmy Fallon, comedian and talk show host. (laughs) There's a creative guy, isn't there? Very, very creative. Then we have this day in history, and my cursor is frozen, but luckily I have everything up on the screen so I can read it. Oh, we're frozen too. There you go. We'll come back in a second. This day in music history, just shout out. Oh, there we go. That was a quick one. September 19th, in music history. In 1976, New York concert promoter Sid Bernstein, or Bernstein, however you pronounce it, offered $230 million to a char- to charity for a Beatles reunion. And guess what happened? The Beatles said, no, thank you. I remember that. 200, you do, $230 million. And they said, "Uh uh-uh, not going to do it. Uh, Let's see now. There was uh, a No Nukes concert, ooh, at Madison Square Garden on this day in 1979, three years later. And guess who was there? Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Bonnie Raitt, okay. Let's give him something to talk about. That was the name of my TV show. Crosby, Stills, and Nash were there. Young wasn't there yet. Jackson Brown was there. And the Doobie Brothers, what a concert. And I know. And two years later in 1981, on this date in history, Simon and Garfunkel reunited for a Central Park concert for an audience of, I can't believe this, 500,000 people? Does Central Park hold that many? Yeah. I, I, I didn't even know that. Then we have three holidays today. I don't know why, but today is talk or meow like a pirate day. Does anybody have any <laughs> idea what that means? The pirates... <laughs> 
I, I know. Monica, you, you should know Di- Dino Monica. Do, do, would you want to ask your son if pirates meow? I don't know what the... So I will tell you, there is a show called Octonauts, and I believe there is a cat who is also a pirate on that show. Oh, okay. Now, like that pirate. That should be the name. His name is Quasi. Like that. Thank you very much. If you're not into pirates, you might like to know that it's National Butterscotch Pudding Day. Does anybody (laughs) even make or eat butterscotch pudding anymore? I thought we're reduced to chocolate and vanilla. Plain vanilla. (laughs) Plain vanilla. Yeah, I know. I know. They there are a lot of uses for the fat free. The one you you use the cold water with the pudding mix, the instant pudding. Have has anybody ever tried to make chocolate pudding from scratch? I have. Very interesting. You take some dark cocoa with no sugar in it, and you add cornstarch, and you put it in a pan and mix it up with a certain amount of sugar. Yes, white sugar. I said it. And then you add your milk a little at a time, and you keep it smooth as you boil it. And it comes to a boil and then you let it thicken and you put it in the cups and you can refrigerate it or put saran wrap. Oh my God, I said that word. We're not supposed to use that stuff anymore, the plastic wrap, on the top to stop that, the filmy stuff that comes. You can make it as dark as you want. It's a recipe you can find anywhere. Homemade chocolate pudding. Amazing. (laughs) And you can't just stop at one. Let me tell you, I've been through that. And the third Monday in September is Respect for the Aged Day. And I shouldn't have even put that in that list. Yeah, I know. Well, no, you're, you're, no, Mary, please. No, neither you nor me. No, nobody. We're not. No, no. Respect (laughs) Respect for creative women. Let's just make that day today. Now, here are holidays that include September 19th. Adopt a less adoptable pet week. Okay, third week in September. International Clean Hands Week. Everybody washed their hands before the radio show. I think I did. Okay, it's National Ballroom Dancing Week. I gave up ballroom dancing, but I loved it for years. It's National Go-Kart Week. Anybody ever been to Go-Kart? Monica, Vicki, Mary? No, neither have I. It's National Indoor Plant Week. Now, I was informed that the movers will not take my plants. And I did a terrible thing two years ago when I was getting massages every week at a very nice spa that had a kind of a mall where the store was. And they had plantings, professional gardeners, and they had coleus plants, you know, with the red leaves. And some of these were six to eight feet tall in these gardens. So I quietly brought a little baggie with me with a little pair of scissors. And I cut off a little cutting about six inches tall and put it in the baggie and put it in my purse and put it in the car and come home and root them. I've got a plant that's three feet tall here. I gave clippings to my neighbors. I have one that I planted in between the leaves of something else. Uh, Oh, an avocado plant that's now 14 inches tall. I put a coleus leaf in it and it's growing up in between. So it's red and green. I don't celebrate Christmas, but you you know, it's, it's gorgeous. So these little cuttings and, and then I went back uh, the next year and well, I went back in September looking for more and they had torn out all the plants. I don't know what they do, but they do their, fall and winter gardening. And yeah, what can I tell you anyway, budgets are budgets. So let's go on. It's the American North American International Auto Show in Detroit started on the 14th. Anybody a car lady? Anybody into cars? No. Okay. It's Tolkien week. Week that Hobbit day. Hobbit Hobbit falls on the 22nd. It's World Goats Day. Has anybody gone to goat yoga? Anybody done? Vicki, have you ever tried goat yoga? 
No, I do yoga, but I never even heard of goat yoga. Oh, it's very popular. They have goat farms in New Jersey and other places in the East Coast. And you go and you you get time and you have a yoga mat and the goats climb all over you and baby goats and you get a baby goat aside. I know, Mary. Climbed all over you and, and you do yoga with the goat on your back. These little baby goats. You never go look up goat yoga, Vicki. You'll learn something. Monica, you know about goat yoga, right? I do. And my dream pet is a pygmy goat. And what is a pygmy goat? tiny little goat that stays tiny and adorable and amazing. I like that very much. We have one more, one more. It's World World Reflexology Week. Has anybody had a reflexology massage ever? Yes, Vicki knows. Vicki, you want to tell them what it is? Uh, my oldest daughter is a doctor of Chinese medicine. So she also does Reiki and reflex, reflexology. So it's wonderful, all the spots on your feet. They can tell what's going on with your body. The spots on your feet have a map, Mary, if you ever look up reflexology, yeah. and it maps to oh, all the organs right. inside your body. Right. So they could be put, rubbing their thumbs just underneath the big toe on your right foot, and it might go to your certain internal organ. It could be for your liver or your intestines. And they can massage and relax your organs that way just through the foot massage. Very, very interesting. So that's reflexology. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I've run out of holiday. So we have about six minutes left. So what I want to do before we run out of time, before I do my closing is, uh, let's do any final thoughts on creativity, and then we'll ask you for your websites. We've got plenty of time for this. So Mary Mitchell, any thoughts, any suggestions, if somebody's out there still saying, I'm not a creative person, these ladies sound great, but I don't know, I don't, I just get up, I go to work, I do my thing, I'm not creative. Mary, what would you say to them? We all have our creative abilities, but we just all have different different ways of expressing them. You know, you can do it by growing a plant, by doing things like that. You can write a book. And I just love Vicki's book cover. It's just so great. And, you know, you can help people in creative ways. I had a neighbor recently came over with a plate of cookies. She said, my minister said Sunday morning, do something nice for a neighbor. You know, so you can make cookies. I mean, there's so many things. And um, I'm noticing that the sunshine left my hat and it's now on my poster. <laughs> well, there you are. See, the sunshine is saying it's time to, prom- time to promote the poster with the book cover. There you go. Thank you, Mary. Let's go around the table. Vicki, very briefly now, any thoughts on creativity? You certainly are giving out creativity in everything you do. Any thoughts for anybody? Suggestions? Yeah, I think uh, like Mary was saying, uh, I think everybody has to open themselves to be creative. Maybe, you know, meditate or something. Just just whatever you've ever wanted to do that you haven't done and you think you can. I mean, there, there's just so many different ways to be creative. And um, I think it's, uh, if you have children, I mean, I have 10 children, three children, four grandchildren, and three great-grandchildren. That's pretty creative. <laughs> You created. (laughs) Close to a drugstore or something. (laughs) Monica, let's get your two cents and then we'll do websites around the table. Monica, what what do you think about final words as a a dino mom? What do you think? (laughs) Well, I think a lot of people think of creativity as being a right brain skill or activity. But for me, I really think it engages my left brain or my analytical side. I think it's about figuring out what that problem is or what the end result is, and then mapping out a plan to get there. And then also recognizing that things often don't go as planned. And so being willing to pivot when necessary. Thank you. I think pivot is the key word. And that's a great word. 
a great quote from Ross in Friends. Remember getting the couch up the stairs? Pivot, 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 pivot. Something to do with the policeman. On my business radio shows, they have to pick quotes as well and relate them to the business topic. And it's always fun to see what they pick. Okay, so let's go around the table and then I'll do my close. We've still got three and a half minutes. My goodness, we're early tonight. Mary Mitchell, where can people find you? We're for, totally no, frozen I on have Facebook. a, a little ahead. simple website. It's drmarymitchell.com. And it just has some of the books that I've, uh, that I've done and some basic information. And uh, it's pretty simple. I need to beef it up, but that's what it is right now. Give it again. What's the URL? D doctor. Cause I have a doctorate. D-R. D-R Mary Mitchell.com. So that's M-A-R-Y-M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L.com with a D-R in front. No spaces, no hyphens. Thank you very much. Vicki LaMare, where can people find you? Well, they can find me at my book website, Vicki, V-I-C-K-I dash LaMare, all together, L-E-M-E-R-E dot com. Very nice. V-I-C-K-I, you said dash? Dash, not an underscore, a regular dash, L-E-M-E-R-E dot com. That's easy. Thank you very much. Monica Bryant, where can people find you? Through the website for my nonprofit, which is called Mm -hmm. Triage Cancer. And so the website is just triagecancer.org. That's T-R-I-A-G-E-C-A-N-C-E-R dot O-R-G. Triage cancer. Thank you very much, ladies. Very, very interesting. I will tell you that I'm a playwright too, Vicki, and I decided a couple of years ago I wanted to write a romantic comedy. So I went online and figured I may as well get the right format, and I found a website where I could download an outline of which font, which size, how you indent, how you center, or how you put the dialogue together, how you create a character profile, how you create the scene, how you open, what the the directions are for the director, for the lighting. And I sat down at one o'clock in the morning and started writing writing my play. Three nights later, I had a play. I asked community actors on Long Island to be in my play, and I produced it and directed it for my own TV show and edited it down to 29 minutes. I did three of those, but it happened overnight. One of you said, once you start being creative, it just goes, right? There's no stopping. Vicki, you said two o'clock in the morning. Well, I I worked on these till four in the morning and about three nights I had a play, and it was a blast. I, I read it, cold read it a couple of years later from the script, and I was laughing. I said, who wrote this stuff? Oh, it's me. <laughs> so ladies, let me do my closing. And a shout out to Josh, our one name wonder. He doesn't want anybody to know his last name. He's my engineer on Monday nights, and we're always happy to work with Josh. And here we go. Ladies, stick around. We're going to take some more pictures. Life is short. Break the rules. Forgive quickly. Kiss slowly. It's the only way to kiss. Trust me. Love truly. Laugh uncontrollably. Ladies, laugh with me. <laughs> Perfect. And never, ever, ever, Vicky, like that, never regret anything that made you smile. And here's the final closing. Work like you don't need the money because nobody else really cares. You have to care. Do a good job and bring it home and make it happen. Dance like no one's watching. Believe me, when I was dancing, they were all watching. Sing like nobody's listening. I didn't sing once tonight. Thank goodness. Lucky you. And love like you've never been hurt because damn, we all have. Just get over it. Move on. Let your heart open, regrow, refresh, regroup, and find other ways, other people, places, things, colors, sounds, whatever, to let love into your life. Money talks, chocolate sings, and I stole this line from somebody else. Thank you for turning me on. Radio Red saying goodbye, everybody. Wave goodbye to Facebook. Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio, presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. 
tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host AKA Radio Red again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool, creative week.